Happy Friday. Financial independence. Not there yet, but getting there and taking you on the journey. Welcome to episode four, and in this episode, it's one of the big hitters mortgages and housing and it's been a big dilemma for the Jones family so stay right there and we'll learn some more. Hello and welcome to Happy Friday. I'm actually recording this on a Friday and that's Friday with an R and it feels good. So today's episode for me at least is really interesting. It's been really exciting starting something new with this podcast. So please do bear with me in the early stages as I stumble my way through. But one of the really liberating things about this podcast journey is that I get to put my ideas out there and you get to witness the real life dilemmas my family is going to go through and maybe we can help each other along the way. So why is today's episode so exciting for me? Well there's been a big development this week. Wifey, or my great love as I like to call her, referencing the Sean and Catherine season of the US Bachelor. Yes, there is my first confession of this episode. Anyway, Leash, my wife, one of her favourite hobbies is to trawl through the property pages of the Trade Me and Real Estate websites. She says it's just for fun and to be fair, she does love looking at houses anywhere in the country purely to educate herself on the market, pricing and what you can really get for your money. One thing about Leash is that she is very particular when it comes to living in her own house. Everything has to be just right. One of the first and foremost things is the way that the property faces. It has to be north-facing for that all-day sun. And a joint close second is character and a garden that can provide fruit and veggies. The character part is a test that I always fall foul of as I have no taste and I can't tell what is meant to be nice or not. And I'm often left hanging in a stunned silence if I lean over to Leash and say, Ah! This one looks nice. Well, this happened earlier this week over a Facebook Messenger message, but with one difference. Rather than a stunned silence, Leash came back with a different property in a similar location, which she absolutely loves the look of, and it ticks all of the right boxes for her. The house is also conveniently closer to my new office, which, as you may have heard from a previous episode, is already a lot closer than my old office. But very importantly, this new house is less expensive than our current home, which technically means we could reduce our time to being mortgage-free, which was originally an important part of our particular FI journey. So what's the dilemma? Well, firstly, the house is on for auction, and the auction date is mid-October 2019. So if we want it, we may have to move fast. The Auckland market is a bit tricky at the moment, Things tend to be selling below their 2017 CV, but really popular properties do seem to have good competition because available housing stock is also very low. 
So there's no time to put our house on the market and then buy. Plus, it's probably not the right time to put our house on the market as it is in a new coastal subdivision with a brand new village centre which is almost complete. So it's probably best for a wait and see position on the current house. So this means buying, having to have a mortgage on two houses if we want to move into this new one. So from a financial perspective, to continue on the road to FI, we need to work out what is best for our family with the right balance of risk and emotional comfort. I worked out by putting the majority of our savings into both houses, we would need to increase our current mortgage of around $612,000 to around $1.13 million, and we would own two houses with a combined CV of $1.835 million. So the first thing to test was, would the bank lend us the money? Fortunately, we banked with three banks, ANZ, ASB and Westpac. As my salary is paid into ASB, I asked them to run some numbers based on just my salary and an estimated rental of $700 per week for our current home. A couple of emails and a phone call later, they are confident it shouldn't be a problem and we could even go up to $1.3 million which we won't touch with a barge pole as we're on an FI journey after all. So a quick look at the numbers and back to my FI spreadsheet with all our costs. Because we have been stuck on a 5.99% rate, our monthly repayment for the new increased mortgage would only increase by approximately $1,000, allowing for some serious haggling over the current listed rates as Bank of China have put in a very tempting 3.15% advertised rate at the time of producing this podcast. So a doomsday scenario where we couldn't rent out the house at all would mean an extra $12,000 per year plus council rates over our current expenditure. And as we are currently able to save between fifty dollars to $70,000 per year, we would be okay. The fact is the house is in a very nice location and there are very few rentals available and ours would be the cheapest rental, and the house is only five years old. So the risk of extended vacancy is low. Another thing to consider is that the $700 a week, although it appears to cover the mortgage for this property alone, taking into account potential vacancy periods, repairs, and maintenance and council rates, there is probably a small loss in cash flow. I personally just need to feel comfortable with all of this, as I have once been a reluctant landlord back in the UK. You see, the problem back then was I bought my first property in 2005, very naive, and only three years before the global financial crisis. The old, once bidden, twice shy. You see, I'd taken out a 100% mortgage, interest only for the first three years, and by the time 2008 rolled around, my salary had decreased from around £24,000 per year to £18,000 per year. So I decided to rent out my apartment and board at a friend's house. I couldn't even afford the bus to get to work, so I cycled six miles. I am not a cyclist by any stretch of the imagination, and this was in the steel city of Sheffield, famous for its hilly terrain and way before e-bikes were popular. It wasn't easy, especially during the winter months. I also had a couple of nightmare tenants, but in the grand scheme of life, looking back, these weren't real problems. And I've learned some very valuable lessons about finance, selection of housing, and picking the right tenant. I ended up selling this property just before Leisha and I bought in 2014. It was a paper loss, but had been tenanted covering a mortgage which ended up on a variable rate of 1.5% post-GFC. 
so the tenants had paid some of the equity, so I had a small nominal sum after the sale. In hindsight, this situation could have gone horribly wrong had I not made significant humble decisions, especially during 2007, which will be a story for another time. I think I hold on to how this could have gone wrong, rather than looking to the future and utilising the valuable experience both I and Leash have learned on our property journeys to manage our risk accordingly and keep us on our FI journey. Anyway, so I have digressed a little, but you get the picture. From the conversation we have had as a couple, and through talking to the bank, we have decided the best path for us, first and foremost, actually, is to see the new house in person. And that's probably sensible, right? So there's an open home in a couple of days, and I'll report back on that. If we decide this is the house for us, we will need to convince the agent and the vendor that negotiation before the auction is the best idea for all of us. We still have to come up with a good strategy for that, and even though we both don't want to lose the house, in the current climate we also don't want to be paying over the odds and exposing ourselves to unnecessary risk. We think at this stage our strategy will be a 6-12 to month rental of our current house, and once the value of the rental is more than our outstanding mortgage, we'll consider selling and becoming mortgage-free. This could be in as little as one year's time, or it could be much more than that. But after a lot of frank and open discussion as a family, it won't matter, as we believe we have managed our risks sufficiently to deal with what the world could throw at us. So when I say as a family, I'm happy to report it has been as a whole family, as we have included little Stella in the conversation. It will mean a bus to school rather than being able to walk to her new college, but she is completely fine with that. Now, schooling was very important to Lisa and I, and we have been so impressed with the introduction by the local college near our current home and Stella's interview with the principal. It will be such a good fit for her. We're so proud of Stella, who is maturing into a very bright and considerate young lady. She even out the blue said she'd like to see the local school near the new house to assess which option would be best for her. All in all, involving her in our decision making, without her actually making the financial decision, I hasten to add, it should be teaching her some great life lessons. So the theme of Happy Friday is about a journey to contentment and using not just the numbers but factors outside of the math such as risk perception and emotional management to guide us on this journey and this is why this episode is so exciting for me as we're right in the middle of a huge potentially life-changing event and we love to be able to share this with you and hopefully you've got some value out of it and some food for thought so until next time happy friday You've been listening to Happy Friday, and you're already a little bit richer.